0: Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today's guest is Anthony Aiello. Anthony Aiello is a manager superstar at One Entertainment and someone who's become a friend of mine. He has clients in too many television shows, movies, and theater productions across the board to name. He's got so much valuable information from what it's like to be on the other side of the table. Here's our conversation. Anthony Aiello. How are you doing? I,
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here, man. The most handsome manager in the game. I,
1: You know, tell, tell every actor, you know, every casting director, <laughs> anyone I got to get on the phone, just look at the face. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you're one of my favorite managers, not only because of what you've done for your clients, but I got to know you a little bit through an auditioning facility. And then I started reading for you and like, man, you're just such a great guy. And it's so fun watching you and your energy.
1: But before we kind of dig into where you are now, I'm curious to start from the beginning. You grew up here in New York, right? Grew up in Brooklyn in Carroll Gardens, which is somewhat of an Italian-American community now, but was such an Italian-American community growing up. Uh, you know, you'd have the old Italian ladies and old Italian men sitting on the stoops and, and, uh, playing bocce, uh, at the public park. And, um, I, from here, never left, don't know how to drive, will never leave. You know, I'll go to LA often, obviously for work, and I'm Ubering everywhere. And, um, uh, part of, you know, being here, uh, yeah, I went to LaGuardia High School for the performing arts, the fame high school. Uh, I went to NYU. I mean, I truly have never, have never left. And, and growing up here, did you feel like, like New York
0: fit you well or did you feel like a desire to escape or you, or you loved it Never
1: lo- loved every second of it and you know it's like a blessing and a curse like you get in my opinion it's one of the best cities in the world Totally uh and then you know anywhere else you go you sort of judge it based on that and you know I've been t- I travel a lot uh uh but nothing nothing for me compares to New York the diversity the the fact that you know I can be on the train with, you know, someone who doesn't have a lot and, and, and someone who's a millionaire. I mean, you don't, you don't get that in LA. You oh, know, I'm, I go hiking in LA, uh, during my downtime for work and I hear snippets of script, director, audition, and that's lovely. But here in New York, why I've stayed is because I could have a full rich life. Totally. Doing. Anything that I want to do other than what I do, which believe me, I'm, I'm so passionate about. Yeah. But but it's, it's, it's a different thing.
0: And when you were growing up, did your parents kind of encourage you in the arts or were, were they in the arts themselves? They,
1: they were not in the arts. They, they said to me, you know, you, I expressed an interest that I wanted audition and. You know, I was the first person in my family to ever go to college. You know, my, my wow. parents didn't really know how to, uh, sort of help facilitate my wants and needs other than just throwing up everything to the wall to see what sticks. So they, 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 they called managers everywhere to get me. In the in the door. How and, did you get the bug so young? Like, what was there a film that you were like, "That's it"? And, you know, you know, growing up, I mean, my idol to this day is is Lucille Ball. Yeah. I mean, every everything I, I would watch, I Love Lucy, all the time. Everything that I, I mean, sometimes when I'm at home, I still watch I Love Lucy. Yeah. So, so, I, you know, I would I would sit in front of the TV, and it was an escape for me. And so my mom said, you know, let's 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 try and get you representation. As a child actor, you know, basically my uh, parents had full-time jobs. So they said, you know, if your grandmother agrees to sending you out on auditions – um and, and accompanying you, we'll we'll go for it. And of course my Italian grandmother was like, Oh my god, I'm there. And um and so part of what sort of uh it's a business, like we all want to make money, but I I I've walked in the actor's shoes. I yeah. I know what it's I know what it's like to go out on auditions and and be passionate about a role or a project and not hear back or all of those things that go into it and
0: and when you were young you know were you kind of going out for those like macaulay culkin type
1: films yeah 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure i mean my my i tell people you know my after school activity and my my summer camp was was me and my grandmother going going out on auditions you know she would she would she would say anthony we're going to new york and because we were in brooklyn yeah i'm literally like we live in new york and it was so it was so old school but she we, we would go on these auditions and then I, I stopped, uh, I stopped, uh, in high school because at that point you couldn't really audition going into this sort of concert. Yeah, like the way NYU does it too. Program, you know. yeah. And my mom would, my mom would say to me, you know, she really wasn't a stage mom. My grandmother wasn't a stage mom. My dad was not a stage dad. They would always say to me, the minute this stops becoming fun, let me know and we, we will, we will stop. Yeah. And, you know, Finding the joy and finding the fun in auditioning I think is the key to success. Totally, Because it's so out of our control. There are a million reasons why you're not going to get the part. They're, you know, you don't look like the person they're casting uh family-wise. So all of these things, you're too short, too tall, that are out of your control. And if you give yourself the permission to play in the room and have fun with the material – the world's your oyster.
0: And when you did it, it takes two. When you looking back on that, which is a seminal film of my childhood, and I'm <laughs> sure maybe yours, or you know, for sure, for sure, was
1: that a good time in your life? Like it was, it was incredible. Yeah. I remember, you know, you're nine or ten, and you're sort of going into a, you know, with. Steve Gutenberg, yeah, Mary Kate yeah, and Ashley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But going into the audition process, it's like a, you know, you're it's blind, you know, you don't have the fear because yeah. you don't know what to expect. So, I feel like I did my best work in those auditions. You know, you I would go in and I re, I remember each audition I had maybe three callbacks and uh the wonderful Andy Tennant directed the film and I remember my session with him vividly. I remember him asking me what why do you talk with your hands so much? And yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm Italian, of course, I talk with my hands and i th- I think i we got the call immediately that I booked the role from wow. the i mean a, you know something like that, so that was an amazing thing for me to do i i you know I signaled what I wanted to to my parents and and it 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 sort of came came true in in some way, yeah. And then when you went to LaGuardia, you were still kind of in it. But I the- was yeah, I was very in it. I was I was in the acting program there and at that point I you know Did you
0: get disillusioned at a certain point
1: or did you at just that, at that point I realized that you know, being in high school, I, I wanted to learn the craft. You know, yeah. there there comes a point where you're nine or ten, and you're getting cast really because you can read well and you can memorize lines, and you're cute. Yeah. So I was very awkward. Look back in the film, you'll see huge glasses. You know, a lot of weight on there. Um, but but you know, I I wanted to learn the craft, and it was an amazing, uh, training ground at Laguardia, and then from there I went to Tisch School of the Arts and continued to study acting. Yeah, I I continued. I continued. I double majored in broadcast journalism. Whoa. Um, by my junior year, I realized that I didn't want to audition. I yeah. didn't like auditioning. And the fun that I was having years ago was, I, I, it's not what I. It wasn't fulfilling you. It wasn't fulfilling me. I wasn't getting any joy out of it. I was getting much more joy having a, you know, a, a student colleague of mine who was in the acting program facilitating a meeting with a director who needed someone to be in their short film and like sort of putting the pieces of, together and that that's what planted the seed that oh i you know maybe i should explore the representation business yeah and so then at that point did you start doing internships or yeah i had an internship at you know i various agencies uh some of the ca- big ca- ones casting office yeah, yeah some of the big ones um and you know, uh, you, part of the reason being in New York is you can sort of dabble into being exposed to f- facets of the industry that you may not be able to do it if you go to a small liberal arts college up in – I don't know, Maine or Vermont Um and – uh I graduated in May of the year that I graduated. Now I'm getting to the age where I don't even say the, 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 year, Yo, the year. yeah, I, I know how old you are. You're yeah. young, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm young, yeah. but but it's it's quickly getting older. Anyway, so I, I graduated May of that year and I was in the mailroom at the Gersh agency June of that year. And,
0: and and what is that like? Because I've had so many friends that have done that at CA, WME, like – how, how do you kind of you know? Because I imagine having those credits under your belt, like it takes two, and then going to that where it's kind of an arduous. Uh, I don't want to you know belittle it, but it's a it's a tedious it, job.
1: It, it's tedious, yeah. and it's part of the process. And I frankly had to explain that to my parents who paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for me to go to school and for me to say I'm starting in a mailroom. My mother was like, "What is this UPS?" Like she <laughs> she really didn't get it, and I had to explain to her this is. This is the process. Yeah. You know, this is the process and you know, being a young 22-year-old absorbing the energy of a place that is helping make people's dreams come true um was unbelievable and it was an amazing training ground for me even when I was in the mailroom to to absorb to listen to snippets of phone calls to 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 hear how People deal with different people, different actors, different personalities. Um, even though I was printing scripts, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was doing. But did you move from mailroom to assistant to junior agent? You no, know, there was another interim step there. I was in the taping room. Oh, ta- yeah, taping I know the taping room occurs. well. And it was it was uh, amazing. It prepared me in in many ways um, to to. To be an assistant and to be the best assistant that I could be, because I got to know the actors, and and coming from Tish and my training, it was like, oh, that is, you know, that was a natural space for me to work in.
0: Totally, and and let's break this down for you know someone who may not be an actor who's listening, the difference between an agent and a manager, I know that can be really confusing mm-hmm. to a lot of people. So people are like, why do you need both?
1: How would you classify the difference? You know, uh, an agent helps – well, I should say a manager helps create the heat of a person. Get get the momentum going for an actor, building the resume, and the agents are heat-seeking missiles. Right. They're, they're jumping to – They're, they're, they're jumping at the opportunity to work with someone who has something going on. A Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 The incoming call business. Yeah. Um, agencies are information hubs. You know, they're getting the audition. I mean, as a manager, I think that in 2019, we're actively pursuing opportunities for our clients. Yeah. But it comes from, you know, a manager has a smaller client list and they're able to have a, dialogue with the actor about you know where do they see themselves a year down the line what's the year plan what's the 5 year plan and you know create an aerial view picture of the landscape yeah. you know what how do we get you to where you want to go and you know an agent you know they tend to have a lot of clients yeah. and and
0: i think even Gersh is like 2000 or something yeah, like they have yeah a
1: lot, a lot of clients yeah. and and the agency, um, business generally is much more transactional. You know, it's, you get the appointment, you confirm the appointment, you pass on the appointment, the agent gets a little upset, uh, and, and, and you either book the job or you don't book the job. Yeah. You know, I'm reading the material with my clients. I'm helping them uh, decide, you know, is this, is this something that maybe shows a different color that they haven't shown before yeah. in previous work? Um, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm, I'm weighing the pros and cons of a particular situation. You know, there, there are so many things as an actor that's just starting out is navigating, you yeah. know, living in New York or LA. It's expensive. Yeah. And, you know, you navigate that and then you're also thinking about, you know, maybe it's not the most, um, you know, an opportunity that you're jumping for joy to be in, but that casting director is going to be casting something down the line that – you, you will be jumping for joy to be in yeah. down the line. And so maybe you go in and, and make that fan. It's a small community. Of course. Everyone knows everyone and it's really about putting your best foot forward. Look, this is a crazy business. Yeah. I'm telling you. And, um. How did, how did,
0: how did the idea come to, to switch from agent to manager? Was that, did you have like a mentor that was like, Hey, Anthony, you know, I you think, you know,
1: at, at the agency as an assistant, you work with different managers. Yeah. and I would see and get to witness some of the greats in the industry, their relationship with their clients. Yeah, infinitely much more hands on. And I said to myself, "Well, I'm. That's my background. You know, I I have that shared language. I I know what it's like to prep for an audition. Yeah, I I I know what it's I know what it's like to feel rejected. And 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 all 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 of the minutia that goes into it. I've probably been through it. Yeah. Either professionally auditioning or, um, or in conservatory style programs. And, uh, that's, that's why I made the switch. My, you know, you look at what your, like anything in life, what, what does your skill set lend to the most? Yeah. And what, what, what can you contribute? And I feel like my background, uh, and my passion and my skill set lends so much more to helping build someone's career, helping advise someone's career, and helping walk this crazy road of this business Totally in, in the management realm. So I made the switch and I've been doing it now for nine years and I, I, I love it. And, and did you start from square one there having to build a roster yourself or did you kind of have relationships that you're like – You know, you I, being uh, an assistant even – even an assistant i should say at a at a major talent agency you build relationships yeah, with casting the directors and, and stuff like yeah. that but i i have to tell you my first my first couple of years you know and maybe not a couple of years but certainly my first year n- no one's you know rushing to give me a client yeah. you know it's like You have to prove yourself and, and, and and rightfully so. You have to prove yourself to, you have to prove your eye, you know, your, your, your taste. You have to prove that you are, you know, a hard worker and you know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're put on the front line and, and slowly but surely you build relationships with casting directors, with other agents, with, with, you know, with the community. And work gets around, and you you build a client list, and and how
0: were you curating? Were you going to like the Yale showcases? Were you doing?
1: Yeah, go to showcases, and and uh, you know, very various ways. But when you're when you're st- just starting out, showcases were a major way to find talent, and you know, you go to all the conservatories, and and you know, they have a major showcase in their fourth year. But now. You have to get in early. Yeah. You know, it, but by the time the showcase comes around, every, everyone's everyone's signed basically. Totally. So, now, now, you know, soon we're going to have to go to the hospital room. To, I know. To get to, the to, baby. To get the baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to do, I think. But yeah.
0: it's it's really crazy. And your time since being a manager and even now to this day, you know, we're witnessing a massive paradigm shift. You know, nine years ago, you know, Netflix was a relatively DVD straight phenomenon. And then in 2011, they kind of switched And how – I want to talk about positioning your clients, Mm -hmm. you know, because right before the podcast started, we talked about Meryl Streep's doing TV now. That didn't exist nine years ago. You know, like a very famous actor did a political show who is now rightfully shunned, but – but that changed and and all of a sudden – then all of a sudden movie stars started doing TV. So a lot of the actors that used to kind of build up credits on TV, those roles are going to movie stars mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. How did you help position your clients in this change?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because there would be a time where from January to March it was pilot season and if you didn't book a series on a network, you waited until the following year. There's material – Year round now, and in fact, some of the material on the streaming services is better than stuff yeah. that's being made uh, in movie theaters. Totally, and uh, that's great for actors because there is a great span of opportunity uh, for 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 everyone. It's not it's not limited. But like you said, and like we were talking about, if you have Meryl Streep doing uh T V, you know, it's sort of it's sort of the the pecking order goes back, 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 and you're like sort of fighting for those roles and everyone else is fighting for the roles that Meryl Streep would have gotten that. It, so it's interesting. You don't have to be what I love about this new paradigm shift, like, it, generally speaking, you know, you look at something like Orange Is the New Black. I remember when that came out, yeah. and people were like, you know, Netflix? What is what is this? I yeah. get my DVDs. You know, I, I don't understand this. You don't have to be, you know, look like you stepped out of the runway to be cast in these shows. Totally. You know, people. You know, shows, I mean, I think a lot more needs to be done, but more and more of these shows are looking like America. Totally. You know, looking like, um. So like Euphoria, you know, that was,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that we need to be continuously going in that direction. But, you know, I think in the end, talent wins out. And, you know, ultimately the fact that there are these, the, you know, more opportunities, it's, it, it's fantastic for everyone. Yeah it's it, a rising tide lifts all boats and i really feel that way
0: there's always that conundrum of of you can't get a manager until you've had roles but you can't have roles until you have a manager and for actors out there that are i, I don't think they understand that and especially you know at places like those pay for play facilities where you do showcases you meet casting directors nobody understands that they're just like i got to keep i got to keep showing up for this manager or this casting director until they give me something
1: but i don't think a lot of people understand the business side of it because it's a business it's a business and i love what i do but people ask me what are you looking for you know and i and i can't speak for anyone else but i would assume that this is not a new thought a novel thought or it's kind of a universal thing where i think people will say you know it's i know it when i see it you know it's that it's that thing it's that spark in someone and you know we get breakdowns we see what's casting you know do do we perceive you to fit into what the market is calling for? You know what what what's out there, and even though I love what I do, like I said, it's a job, and I have to passionately pitch my clients to casting directors and to producers and to the community at large. And if if I don't really genuinely feel that passion, yeah, it 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 doesn't work. And it's a two way street, you know. It's like you 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 should. Want your representative to be passionate about you, about oh, cool. the work, about the work you're doing and, and, and but the work, you know, the auditions you're going in for. And it's funny. I, you know, I, I would feel this sense of rejection when I wouldn't get, um, the parts as an actor. And, you know, naively, nine years ago when I started, I, I, I said, oh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, not feel the sense of rejection. Um, being on the representative side of things, and I feel, you know, if a client if a client doesn't get something that they're they've worked so hard for that I know that they want so unbelievably, you know, so, so much, I I I do feel that sense of yeah. of rejection, that paying it because it's it's intimate. I have an intimate relationship with my clients,
0: and because you're a manager and you have a much smaller list than agents, do you feel like at, at a it's more of developing a brand or is it, is it more of like you're building a company of actors? You know, you have the, the, the the blonde, so to speak, and you have the, the lanky guy or
1: is it is it a brand I don't yeah I really don't when I look at someone it's really the individual I think at a management company you don't necessarily want to have actors who are competing against actors right. you know when you're you're a name on a list uh, on a list at, at your agency yeah. you know at, at your management company it really should be a holistic pitch about who you are what you're doing what you want to be doing and everything that goes into helping build a career um so, but every, every client has different needs, you know, uh, some clients need more hand holding. Some clients need help with their social media. Some client, and, and that's also what I love about this side of things is I have the opportunity and the ability to help someone, uh, you know, build their materials in their package that will help them, you know, get, get, get the job down the line you know, if, if they, if they show up in the room and, and, and do their job. Totally.
0: And, and when you all are attending these showcases outside of like graduate school and you're seeing these actors, what, what are a lot of pitfalls that you see actors in? Because at a lot of these places, they allow the actors to choose their own
1: sides. Yeah. I think it's a lot of pitfalls. I think the main one is, you know, really choosing material that you could feasibly get cast in. And I know it's, it's a hard thing because you may think that's, that's what you play. And you think you're Leo from the departed, but yeah, you're not. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I would love to be Leo from the departed, but not many people are Leo from the departed. Yeah. And, you know, actors should, uh, You know, get various opinions of material and where people see each other. I think it's important for an actor to know the lane that they're playing in. I don't mean being typecast, but I think it's important for an actor to think about who is out there doing work that if they have the opportunity to audition for those roles, they'd see that actor in the waiting room. Like, you know, because that – how are we as representatives going to be able to get you those opportunities – Unless you have a sense of where you feel comfortable in, where you're firing off in all cylinders, you know it's 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 important to have a sense of of yourself, but sometimes I'll see actors that maybe are fantastic but are not necessarily showcasing material that sh- that puts them in the best light, yeah a hundred percent
0: and and for actors, let's just say you you have an actor who comes in and gives a great audition, no credits, right, and you know I understand like. The reality is, as a manager, you could potentially be working for free for a year before mm-hmm. you see them. And, and, and there is, it's a business, as we said before. But what are some things you've seen actors do that, like, even though you've really liked them and they've not been right for you, let's just say, yet, that have, without rep, that you've been like, wow, that's awesome that they're doing that. What are things that, like, because everyone's doing web series and I'm going to say, I, this is me saying this, like, it's a little bit exhausting, you know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh. We've seen that. What what are things that you've seen like actors do to stand out that aren't just the cliche, conventional things that everyone is doing? Because everyone's doing UCB. Everyone's inviting you to, you know, their short film premiere at some obscure film festival.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. Uh, you know, <laughs> anyone who's creating their own work, even if it is is that, and they're not. It, even if it is, uh, a web series or something like that, they're not waiting for the phone to ring. They're putting themselves out there, you know, auditioning for an off-Broadway play that could potentially get reviewed. You know, I, I don't necessarily know what those things are per se. Yeah. But when people are creating their own work and putting themselves out there and creating opportunities for themselves, good things flow their way. People take notice. People want to be involved with people who are not just waiting for the phone to ring. Totally. Um, and it is a manager's job to get feedback, get, you know, get an understanding of what's working or not working in the room. And sometimes things just don't go in actors way. Yeah. And, People, clients will look to me, you know, what, what is, what's not happening? Yeah. And sometimes you just, uh, need to create material that showcases you in a way that you want to be seen. Whether or not the web series or whatever you're creating gets seen or gets amazing notoriety. Or it becomes high maintenance. Or becomes yeah. high maintenance, yeah. which we would all love. Yeah. But if you're creating material that could go on a reel that showcases you in a way that you want to be showcased in, or you haven't had the opportunity to book a role that puts you in your best light to build a reel, like do that. Yeah. Do, do that. Um. So, you know, but not having credits as a manager, it it doesn't, it's not daunting to me. Right. You know, it's, if I believe in someone, I am going to break down any door to help them fulfill their dreams. Totally. And, you know, again, it, it goes back to the passion, you know, and I also, you know, I have other clients. It's also about, okay, well, how am I allocating my resources? You yeah. know, I work, I work at a company and, and, uh, I, I work for everyone. Yeah. And how, you know, it goes back to how am I allocating my resources? To make sure that I'm available and in tune with anyone's needs, and so I also think about that. Totally. And
0: and and in kind of a linear way to explain, for most people that you know try to do it, uh, let's just say uh, the the most normal trajectories is you get a few co-stars, you build your way up, you get a, you get some guest stars, and then you get some reoccurring, and then you would maybe come to someone like you because then you have ammunition and you can go into rooms absolutely and you can and you can pitch them because they have they have ammo and i'm curious now that you've had so many successful clients on shows like house of cards and stranger things then how do you position clients that go from those kind of things to continue
1: to demonstrate different kinds of value? You know, what yeah, I mean? that, yeah, that's the key. It's always finding those interesting opportunities and working with interesting filmmakers and helping them. Um, you know, helping bring those opportunities to them. You know, you get to a certain point and you get to show a certain. You know, you're on a very popular television show and you're you're showing one certain angle of what your you've basically been written for and you're you're showing that angle but it's like how do you you know you want to show different dimensions you know you you want to keep people guessing yeah and so it's about helping someone um you know get those opportunities that maybe someone would have necessarily saw that person for it's always an uphill battle. It never, it, I, I hate it to break you, it yeah. to the listeners out there. It never gets easier. It, yeah. it just doesn't. There's always, there's, there's always something out there. And if you're surrounding yourself with a team that you really believe in and that you trust and that you know has your back, you don't, you don't necessarily have to worry about the minutiae, but there's, there's always, there's always something out there. Like, you know, there's always someone who's going to be, you know maybe a higher priority at, uh, f- than you at, yeah. at 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 a big talent agency yeah. and and then, as a manager, I'm helping navigate that, yeah, you know I'm helping navigate that or they may not necessarily be willing to offer you this role, but you're so absolutely passionate about it, and you know it's 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 helping, you know, you go in there and you fight for the role because you really, really want the role. And then, and then they're still deciding. And then, you know, it's putting a packet together to show, you know, recent work that you've done, recent reviews that you've done, calling studio heads to make sure that everyone is aware that we're very passionate about this project. So at different stages, different things are needed. Totally. But no matter what stage you're at, it really is about surrounding yourself with people who are hungry who are attacking every opportunity um and who are protecting you it's also part of our job protecting the actor you know making sure that they're putting their best foot forward you know you're going into the room and communication is key if you're just starting out and you're um, maybe afraid to tell your representative that you're not responding to the material, Yeah, you shouldn't be afraid. I think it's really important to, to speak your mind. And if you're not feeling the material and you're not responding to the character, you're not going to put your best foot forward in the room. You're not going to make a fan in that casting office. And that could hurt you down the line. Yeah, And I don't
0: know if you've had – maybe I think I do – a couple of your clients have done this. But for those that are uh, – you know, out of, out of undergrad and, uh, before death and are struggling. Uh, what are your thoughts on graduate school? I know that's a loaded question. Is that, I know a lot of actors kind of fall into, well, then you should go to Yale. You should go to UCSD. You should go to Brown. You know,
1: it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. You know, I think that it's a very personal decision and, some people thrive in academia. I mean, I think that you know, obviously, it's the uh, you know graduate acting. Uh, uh Some people thrive in putting their feet and you know hitting hitting the pavement and and going on on the auditions. I think what you don't want to do is use it as a prolonging process to the inevitable you yeah. know having to give, go out there and 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 fight it no no one's going to give you the magic answer no. you know and no one. and there is it, no magic yeah. answer and It, it's really, it's always about, you know, it's putting, putting in the work and going in the room and making interesting choices and, and, you know, thinking about, you know, you go, I say this all the time. You go into a waiting room and you see people that like vaguely look like you, sound like you. And you're like, what alternate universe am I in? But it's the people, you know, what's going to make you stand out? It's like the people that are, going to make interesting choices. And if, 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 if you feel like you need grad school to help you get Enhance there, that. then I'm, I am all for that. Yeah. I'm all for that. And if you don't, if you've, you know, I'm also for doing the work immediately. It, it really is a personal decision. And, and now that we've entered a time of, of, I would dare say the content bubble,
0: there's just so much content and so many content providers, like Facebook is doing it now. I heard Yahoo's got something going. I don't want to say it's easier, but do you feel like there's more work for actors now than there has been, particularly when you were growing up and it was it was movies? Or yeah, you-
1: there's there's so much there's so much more opportunity. Even not even from when I was younger, but even when I was starting out as an assistant to a, a talent agent, yeah, like it is a completely different business. There's so much more opportunity. The flip side is, you know it has to be really great to cut through the noise. Yeah. It's like how do you find it's like how do you find half of these things, yeah. you know? Um sometimes you just, you know, it's, no one has the magic answer, the magic potion. Some things just catch this fire and and take off and some things take a little longer to catch their sea legs and all, all of these things, but um when you get down to it, there are so many more opportunities to, to get recognized and to do the work. And and it's it's an amazing time.
0: And and I just had this actor who's a very close friend of mine, Shea Wiggum, on the podcast. And uh, he did Sicorio too. and him and Benicio are really good friends. And he told this really great anecdote about how him and, while him and Benicio were having some downtime that they got talking just about the grind and how long it is. when Benicio said, you know, I, I really do believe – if you stay in this and you continue to do good work, at some point something will come. Mm-hmm. That's not saying you're going to win an Oscar, you know, you're going to be on
1: stranger things, but do, do you believe that? Have I, you seen I 100% believe that. And I say it often and and sometimes it sounds like empty platitudes. I I get it. It's like, you know, I said, you 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 do it and keep at it and and work it and and something good will happen." I 100 percent believe that it's about persistence putting in the work showing up day to day and something good will come it may not be like you said it may not be your absolute dream dream role but for what it is it's about you know growing the resume doing the work when i was just when i was starting out i you know i i I wasn't getting clients that had huge resumes you know i've i've you know, you had to develop that. I had, had yeah. to develop and, 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 um, pluck people out of obscurity and help build, help build a career. It wasn't an incoming call business. And you've done it an was, incredible job okay, at that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and that, and that's, that's what it's about. And it, it's a partnership. You know, it's, it's people showing up, being passionate about the work and doing the work. And I do believe that when that, ha- when that happens, some form of magic will happen. Yeah. And and I'm curious what what are you watching now? What's inspiring you? Oh God, what do I? I you know, it, it is it is. I, what do I watch? I um, watch everything that my clients are in. Obviously, Stranger Things. Um, my favorite show ever is Transparent. Oh wow! Um, like ever. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it 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 blew me away on so many levels. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Euphoria is incredible. Um, so, yeah, my tastes are very wide-ranging. I thought that the second season of Fleabag blew, blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I loved the first season as well, but I think that the second season is very, very special. So, various things. I mean, you know, I, I, I um, uh, go to the theater often and stuff like that. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, and, and you have a lot of clients that do theater as well? Yeah, we work with
0: folks who are film, TV, and theater uh, – yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And uh I know usually I ask after this, but you may not want this, but what what maybe you
1: will? What's a good way for people to stay in touch with what you're doing? You know, uh email is fine. Yeah. I, I will not put my email out into the ether here, yeah. but IMDB Pro Anthony Aiello, A I E L L O my email is is out there.
0: And what's what's next for you? Do you have anything cool you can mention
1: in the pipeline? Or are you-, you know, ne- next is continuing helping my clients push forward and build the career that they that they want. Um, and help them along in th- in that way. So you know, it, it, every day is different. You know, it's yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> it's it's it it's different. Every everything sort of bubbles to the top, and and, and I'm focused on 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 that. But um, you know, we have some some good things percolating. I'm very excited to have a client in Jag a little pill, which comes out this fall. Amazing. Um, and seeing someone's journey like that—that's a journey that you know she's been. Attached to and work, done workshops and and seeing something like knowing that that will come to fruition on Broadway in the fall and being a part of that yeah is makes it all worth it totally Anthony I love you so much and oh, I hope one day we, we get Same. to work together oh, thank you for having yeah, me I, really, I love you, really brother it, I it you means too. a
0: lot thank, you. thank awesome. you if you like the show rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for listening.